Betting Real Estate in Vegas. I'm your host, Bridget Magnus, and this is the Vegas Video Network. We would like to thank you, those of you who are watching on the Vegas Video Network, those of you who've downloaded your favorite shows to iTunes, those of you who found us on YouTube, those of us watching on televisions through Roku, and those of you listening on the radio on KSHP 1400 AM. Um, just a special moment, I'd like to go ahead and say Happy Veterans Day and great thanks to all of you who have served our country and our armed forces. Now, those of you who would like to get a hold of us here, why don't you go ahead and get the email rolling. That's gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Prefer to call us on the phone? Well, we can do that too. That's 866-966-4599 to reach our toll-free listener hotline. And perhaps you'd prefer to catch us during our live chat. Go ahead and do that right now. I mean now at the Vegas Video Network. All right. We've got a terrific show, so let's start off by telling you what's going on in Las Vegas real estate right now with the Friday figures. All right, all of this data is from our local MLS system. As of this morning, we had under 13,000 available properties, 12,917 available. Av uh, median price on a single family home was 138,000, median on a condo was 55,000, and median price on a townhome, $80,000. Of the total, we do have 2,647 foreclosed properties owned by banks, HUD, and other institutions. The median price on those is $105,000. We also have 5,811 short sale properties with a median price of $110,000. Um, just as a reminder, the only thing short about a short sale is the amount of money that the mortgage holder is going to get on the end. There we go. Um, we do also have um, 4,460 classic properties, no bank involvement necessary except for your own mortgage. Median price on those is $180,000. In the last 30 days, we've closed 3,990 properties. The median sales price and the median list price, both $110,000. That's good news, folks. Um, now, it shouldn't be any surprise. Our Available inventory is down a little bit. Our properties under contract is up a little bit. Funny how that works out. So we do have 13,209 properties, contingent and pending, waiting to move on up to being closed. 5,694 rentals available, um, 2,385 recent leases. Median rent on available is 1,100, and the median on list at least, excuse me, is 1095 I'm still not worried even though there's that $5 drop because we still do have less than three months inventory of rental property. Now let's get on to some news, shall we? Foreclosure starts are up nationwide, but you know where they're not up? Las Vegas, baby! Um, that is partly due to something called AB 284. Um, it is essentially a law that says that banks actually have to prove that they can foreclose on your property before they do so. Um, I really don't understand why they don't just forge those documents. Too. Oh, wait a minute. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, let's see. 30-year um, fixed rate mortgage is down to 3.99%. But the funny thing about that is that most people are choosing the 15-year mortgage, which, of course, pays off faster and builds equity faster. 
the foreclosure fraud settlement is back from the dead. And I'm going to tell you why you should be calling all of your Congress critters here in a few minutes. So then, I'd just like to start off by saying that the, uh, um, the New York Times has so much disdain for the settlement that they published an article said, letting banks off easy. Look it up. It, it, you, you can find it easily on Google. It's amazing. And it's just the short version of everything that is wrong with this settlement. Um, in fact, the, the biggest thing that they wanted to focus on is that um, banks are going to be um, reducing balances on underwater mortgages by a total of maybe $20 billion. Now, that is billion with a B. Do you have any idea how much underwater our collective mortgages are in this nation? No idea whatsoever? How about 700 billion with a B? Yeah. Um, so yeah, 20 billion is, is like spitting on a forest fire here. It's not going to help. And so that's, that's only one of several reasons why this foreclosure fraud settlement is laughable at best. Uh, <laughs> now, they are also going to contribute $5 billion in cash to be distributed among the many, many people who have lost their homes. Um, just to give you an idea, in the last four years, that's 100,000 homes in Las Vegas alone. Yeah, 100,000 in Las Vegas alone. So think about what that means for the whole country. It means that these people who've been put out of their home might get as much as 2,000 bucks if they fill out the right paperwork and remember to spell absolutely everything correctly. You know how that goes. Um, you know, uh, don't spend that check until it clears your bank. Uh, the other problems with this, uh, and you know, don't get me wrong, they are really too many to get into in great detail. But the first thing is we're going to hold the banks blameless for all of the things they did to get us into this mess, including, make no mistake about this, fraud. Not only did they mislead you, the homeowner, they misled all of the uh, investors that they sold your loan to. That's more fraud. Uh, they, then when they went to foreclose on your house, they had to forge a bunch of documents. That's what robo-signing was all about. So we've got three frauds for every one foreclosure. And this settlement that the Obama administration is pushing pretty healthily wants to say, oh, let bygones be bygones. Let's just start with a clean slate. And you guys just promised never to do that again. Bad bank. Bad bank. Don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so no, not only does it not deal with that fraud, it does not deal with issues of clouded title due to the mortgage electronic registry system. That's MERS. It is currently being uh, um, essentially sued by both the state of Delaware and several counties in Florida. Um, there are several court cases that basically um, say, what? You can't do that. Uh, the entire purpose of MERS, as far as I am concerned, is to circumvent local law in every county of this nation, which requires that the transfer of these mortgages be recorded at your county recorder's office, and that they darn well fork over 10 or 20 or however many dollars to do this. Oh, that costs money, Bridget. Yeah, you know what? That's money that could be uh, maintaining parks and roads in your neighborhood. 
So yeah, I'm a little passionate about that. So sorry. Um, so let's see. Um, not to say nothing of because of all of the robo signing. When they turn around, the banks sell all of these foreclosed homes. There is the risk that those may have what is called clouded title. That years from now, when these people buying these foreclosures turn around to sell them, they may all of a sudden discover that, oh, wait, there's something wrong. And I have to, to, to pay off some guy that owned the house 20 years ago before I can sell this. You know, I'm using an extreme example, people, but I'm afraid that the entire foreclosure fraud scenario is extreme. Um, the also, more things that it does not fix. It does not fix all of the uh, um, lawsuits by those investors who bought your mortgage and mine, who are now realizing that they weren't what they paid for. So all of those lawsuits still have to play out. It does not deal with it, the fact that some of these too big to, ban to fail banks actually have failed. It's just that we're pretending that they actually have enough money to pay their bills. It does not deal with the fact that we still have billion, um, let's see, in Nevada alone, we have some 10% of loans that are um, 30 to 90 days delinquent, and another 17% of loans that are more than 90 days delinquent. So 27% of those, this foreclosure fraud settlement does not do a thing to fix that. It does not do a thing to fix the fact that we have um, an abnormal amount of bank-owned homes on the market, and furthermore, an unknown number of homes that will be bank-owned that need to be on the market in order to get sold. So really, the bottom line is that this agreement is, uh, doesn't do enough, and it doesn't fix any of our problems. So go ahead, do your own research. If you don't believe me, I want you to be as well informed as possible. But then go ahead, contact your elected officials, house.gov, senate.gov, whitehouse.gov, make sure it's .gov, because God alone knows what you'll get into if you type anything else. But go ahead and let your elected officials know what you think about this and that you want banks held to the law just as if they were some kid who stole a hubcap. All right, we don't have a what were they thinking today. So if you've got a great what were they thinking, go ahead and email that to us at gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. In the meantime, we're going to take a break for station identification and be right back with some real advice. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, today for real advice, we're getting real practical. Um, as I'm sure you know, here in Vegas, depending on whose figures you like to use, we've got 40 to 50% of our homes being purchased with cash. But after that, the most 
popular form of financing has got to be FHA. And if you're going to have FHA financing, that house is going to have to pass not just a regular old-fashioned appraisal, it's going to have to pass an FHA appraisal. So let's talk about what's involved with that. This is important to sellers because you're going to have to deal with this if somebody's buying your property with an FHA mortgage. If you are a buyer who is using an FHA mortgage, then you're going to want to be looking at these issues up front just to prevent headache in the future. So what are they going to be looking at? Well, the first thing they're going to be looking at is that you're not buying a, a piece of junk. What will they look at? Let's see our first point. Where they're going to be looking at the roof and the attic. FHA guidelines require roofs to have at least a remaining useful life of two years, and if not, it has to be repaired or re-roofed. Yes, I have seen transactions go south because the roof was just not in good enough shape. Of course, the roof is on top of, guess what, the attic, and it needs to you know, be, be proper, has the right insulation, things like that. So then the next thing they're going to look at is kitchens and baths. They're going to want to see that all of the appliances are there, um, by which I do mean they, they want to see that there is a stove. That, that, that's, that's the biggies. They want to make sure there's a stove there. They also are going to look very carefully at the plumbing. They do not want to see leaky plumbing. They do not want to see drippy faucets. They do not, oh, absolutely do not want to see standing water. This is another one that the FHA will make the seller fix prior to close if there is a problem. Uh, if you are buying a bank-owned property, remember that they are not real keen on doing repairs prior to close and may try to talk you into repairing it at your expense prior to close. Be very careful about that. Um, the next thing they're going to look at is basements and crawl spaces. What do you think they're looking for in the basement and crawl spaces? Dead bodies? No, they're looking for water. Um, they are also going to be looking for signs of pest infestation, such as termites. I know they're not a big deal here in Las Vegas, but some areas of the country do have terrible problems with what are called wood-destroying organisms and the FHA wants the property to be free of those. Um, if there is a sump pump down in that basement, I realize this doesn't really apply to Vegas. They do want that to be in good condition with proper wiring. Speaking of proper wiring, electrical. Yeah, they actually want to make sure that you've got a breaker box or a fuse panel that's in good condition, minimum of 60 amps, um, let's see, a knob and tube electrical wiring is permitted with 60 amp service. For those of you who are not in the know, that is an extremely old form of electrical wiring. And, well, you're going to have a hard time getting homeowner's insurance if you've got that anyway. So you might want to pass if you know it does have knob and tube. Uh, let's see, homes operating primarily on electricity with electric heat should have at least 200 amps. So if you don't have gas heat, you don't have uh, oil heat, whatever, take a real good look at that breaker panel before you write your offer. As for heating, yeah, you got to have heat. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I realize that I'm sitting here in Las Vegas where it, you know, it does get up to 117 in the middle of summer. Surprisingly, a working air conditioner is not required by the FHA, but a working heater for all livable spaces is. So if you've, con if you've converted that attic into a spare bedroom for like Greg and the Brady Bunch, Greg had better have some freaking heat up there. And you know, I, I don't mean a little space heater off in the corner, that's just not going to work. Oh, by the way, there's a standard for a minimum heat that thing has to get the room up to 50 degrees. Yeah, I know, it's 60 degrees out there in Vegas right now, and it feels like about 40, but that, that is what it is. Um, there are some other rules, and uh, the biggest one is safety. Yeah, this is the one that I most often see get deals into hot water. Um, make sure that you know, handrails are secure. Make if there's broken glass, it's just going to have to be fixed. Um, also, um, this is one that is very picky. They do not care what year the house was built. There had better be a smoke detector outside of every bedroom. Now, this one's cheap to fix, so really no excuses, but I want you to be aware that that's the rule. Now, there is another kind of mortgage that does also have similar strict guidelines, but it is only available to our veterans. Happy, yeah, happy 11-11. Veter ha uh, yes, that is absolutely true. We're talking about VA. And don't get me wrong, the VA is going to hold you to almost all of those standards. There are some quirks in the rules. There are some little quirks about what you can make the veteran pay for versus what he cannot pay for. Mostly, I just wanted to get it into your head that if you are planning on buying with a VA mortgage or you're planning on selling to someone who has a VA mortgage, you are going to have to meet some strict criteria about the condition of that property over and above what you would have to meet if you were selling to someone with a conventional mortgage. And that does bring us to the end of what I've got today. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in on this terrific uh, Veterans Day, Armistice Day. Whatever you'd like to celebrate, I'll celebrate with you. And blessings upon all of our veterans, of course. Um, let's see. If you've got a question, problem, or suggestion, remember that's getting real at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Those of you who are verbally inclined, pick up the telephone and call 866-966-4599. Live chat is going down for the night. But again, be sure to download all your favorite episodes of this and all our great programming on YouTube. Have a safe weekend, and I will see you next week.